go. So, yeah. So I to him. Say I read that he is strong. Yes, Jesus loved me. Yes, Jesus loved me. The Bible comes. Yay! Good job. That's our new intro, everybody. All right, we are back again. This is Pastor James. And Pastor Nick. And we're going to summarize something that happened that was super, super simple. No questions are going to be needed. This is just a really simple topic we're about yeah, to talk about. Yeah, really easy. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. It is a recap of what I started teaching on last week, which is Christian sexuality. And the reason that I've kind of titled it Christian sexuality is just to say that not all sexuality is the same, and when we come to the topic of sexuality, we have to come to it first as Christians. And and really what I'm kind of trying to do here is um, find a fourth way. Now, what I mean by that is this. I told the students about a story of, uh, of a friend that I had in Dallas. His name was David, who uh, was a gay man and was at my church for a number of years before he left to go to an affirming congregation. But over the years that we were together, um, I house sat for him. I did coffee with him, lunches with him frequently. He hosted a men's Bible study, and I built up a friendship with him. And I remember one of my last conversations with him in Dallas was him just sharing the the hurt and the difficulty that he'd had in the church over the years um, because he was attracted to other men. And through his own biblical reasoning and interpretation, he arrived at an affirming argument from the Bible. Again, people on both sides are working from the Bible to to affirm their, not all the time, but anyways. Um, and that was one of my last conversations I had with him. I've kept in touch a little bit. Um, but anyways, I start off by saying we have to remember that uh, when we're having these discussions about sexuality and gender and everything, we're talking about people not just an issue. Now, they all come with, you know, broader societal things, but we're talking about first and foremost people. It starts at the individual level, right? Just as God works at an individual, he also works at as a, as a corporate level, but God sees us as his image bearers, right? So, um, I said there's, there's the way of Westboro Baptist, the famous... Uh, the famous church, um, I don't remember where they're at exactly, but they go and they picket, um, you know, gay pride parades. They go and um, have all these divisive messages and signs, and I show them some of those and some of the derogatory words that they use and uh, all of their just, just um, I would say, misinterpretation of Scripture and de- de- their <laughs> um, vitriol that they have towards anybody that disagrees with them, especially in the categories of sexuality and gender. So um, I said there's the Westboro Baptist way, a wrong way. The other way that that we would come to say is wrong is is an affirming way. Um, and, and by that is saying, like, w- biblically speaking, again, each side is working from the Bible. Each side claims to say that the Bible is on their side, mm-hmm. right? So you have, to, you have to keep that in mind. But here at CCF— we hold to a traditional view of marriage between one man and one woman, right? And that all, all sexual endeavors outside of that marital union are distortions of the way that God designed it, right? So we would say that the Bible uh, uh, affirms that, that picture uh, rather than uh, 
you know, like a, a homosexual uh, marriage lifestyle. And again, let me be clear here. It's not a sin to be gay, right? And in in, in having same-sex attraction, right? Um, just like it's not a sin to be heterosexual. The issues arise when we are lusting. The issues arise when we're acting on our desires that we have, right? Now, and it's a broader discussion of, well, well then where does, you know, same-sex attraction come from? Is it from the fall and all these other things? And also you have the whole argument of, well, if I was born gay, God made me that way. Those are things that we're going to pick up later. Um, but uh, w one thing I wanted to say to start off is that um, when we're coming from this issue, we're looking first as at people, not as as sexual creatures, right? And starting with their sexuality and, and everything like that, but that they're, they're image bearers and they're sinners. So again, instead of just looking at it like, am I gay or am I not gay? Um, and am I acting on desires or am I not? We have to first start in the, in the background and say, well, what does scripture first say, right? Um, because this sets the stage for all of our later Bible interpretation, right? In the beginning, God created them male and female. Um, in Genesis, he also says that we are his images, right? And in, 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 in imaging him gives us value, dignity, and worth beyond compare. We're the crown jewel of creation in Genesis. And so we start there. Mm -hmm. But we see very quickly in, <laughs> in Genesis, though, that we're fallen, we're broken, we're sinners. And I mentioned like right out the gate after Adam and Eve take of the fruit and eat, you know, not only are they cursed, but then their kids, Cain and Abel, you know, Cain kills Abel. Like I said, some of you really dislike your siblings, <laughs> but to go to the next level of actually killing them, that is, that is something else. Right. Um, and I know you might think you want to kill them sometimes, but that's just another level. Right. So, um, anyways, I, uh, wanted to, to start there and say, that sets your trajectory for the rest of all of us in, in scripture, right? And saying, when it comes to interpreting the Bible, if there's one thing that any issue like, <laughs> uh, well, sorry, if there's any issue and someone wants to support uh, it with the Bible, you have to remember that you're not all looking at scripture the same way, right? And Bible interpretation is different for different people, but that doesn't mean though that there's good Bible t interpretation and bad Bible you interpretation. Mean that there's not. That there's not. That's right. Yes. Thank you. There, there is good Bible interpretation and there's bad Bible interpretation. So to back that up, because I, I kind of went on a little roundabout here when I was, you know, talking about Bible interpretation. Both sides use the Bible to support their, their um, sides of things, um, but it all starts with the fundamentals in Genesis one and three. Again, both sides use Genesis 1 and 3 and everything like that, but I think a good interpretation of those passages leads us down the right way and the right path for, for, for us. So anyways, all to say is the first way is the Westboro Baptist way. The second way is that the, of the affirming way and saying that Scripture affirms that a same-sex marriage um, in, in a consensual same-sex marriage that's loving and committed and everything like that is okay in God's eyes. That's the other affirming way. So that's the affirming way. Um, and again, just to put a pin in that for a second, affirming that it is okay, yeah. not affirming what 
we believe good Bible interpretation would. It's affirming of the homosexual lifestyle and that it is good. So Correct. affirming that a couple times, the word affirming was used yeah. in different contexts. Yeah. Thank so. you. Thank you. So, um, so that's, those are two ways. And then there was, I was going to go with my third way. And then my wife reminded me, well, there is a third way. So now I'm calling the fourth way. The third way is to kind of like, at least in our context, kind of know what we believe and kind of, you know, say, well, this is what the Bible says, but to not talk about it and to not have conversations about it. And to just kind of like, well, we'll just cross that bridge when, it, when we come to it. Right. Um, I think that we have to be a little proactive, especially when this is just the air we breathe, especially here in Seattle. Yeah, although that position's really comfy. Just it's just very to, comfy. It's yeah. very comfy. And you don't ruffle feathers, you don't risk being misunderstood or having disagreements and all those other things. All the uncomfortable things you can avoid. Um, but it's a necessary to 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 dive into it, right? So that was the third way is like kind of, you know, well, this is what I think the Bible says, but not really actually talking about it and um, and also maybe answering some of the questions you can answer. So the fourth way that I'm taking <laughs> is one saying that um, the Bible does say something about our sexuality, we believe, and that we need to talk about that, especially when it comes to being able to treat one another and to treat those outside the church as image bearers, but also as sinners. Right, because we see everybody has value, dignity, and worth, immense value and dignity and worth, no matter who they are, no matter what their lifestyle is. Um, God still has created them. That's our starting point and has has placed his image upon all humanity. But we're broken and we're sinners. And really, so first and foremost, before we can even get to engaging other people, we have to remember it's kind of like the idea of the log in our eye and the speck in the neighbors, right? Because heaven forbid that we go off and crusade against other issues, but yet not talk about the abuse that's happening in the church and all the power scandals and, and all those other things, because goodness gracious, we're a flawed bride. Christ still loves his bride, but we are really flawed. So anyways, the starting point is just remembering those two fundamental truths that everybody's an image bearer, us and those that would um, be living in contradiction to God's best way for humanity. But we're also sinners, us, and those that we would see living in God in contradiction to God's way. Because we still do that sometimes, too. So, anyways, that's where I started. Um, some questions you could ask your teens that I asked in their small groups was, um, you know, and maybe some of you already know this, but you know what? What? Where are your friends at on these things, right? If even if they're in a Christian school, you will find diversity in this, right? So you know, do you know of any friends that you have that are same-sex attracted? Do you know of any friends that you have that have transitioned or are thinking about it? What has that been like? You know, what what do you generally hear when this is 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 talked about? You know, one student said, "Well, like I I would want to have conversations with people, but." Like I'm sometimes shouted down, right? And so how do you still have fruitful conversations when that happens? Or, or the reverse, right? Like we, we're, we've done that to people too, right? So anyways, how do, we, how do we have good fruitful conversations in another topic that I'm going to pick up here? So, um, And then I would just say, yeah, talk to your kids about it. Because um, 
and one of the reasons I'm talking about this now in May is June is Pride Month. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of public schools are going to emphasize that. And again, I'm not I'm not doing this so that we are able to come out in June and like fight, fight. battles, yeah. you know, crush the opponents, win wars, be the smartest and best and victorious and all those things. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm just doing this to turn our minds to open our hearts and ears and have eyes to see that when these things come around, God is inviting us into opportunities to love people well, to see them as enemies bearers, but to also see them as broken, just like we are. So that's my heart for for this series, and I hope that uh, your teens can match that, and hopefully some good conversations can come from it. Yeah, let's wrap up this uh, podcast here with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you and uh, we thank you that the youth are uh, jumping into this series. And again, we just pray that uh, they would be able to turn their eyes to you and be able to see you clearly. And uh, Lord, we do pray that as they have engagement, as we have engagement with people that are living contrary to how you designed, that we would be loving first and foremost. And again, that we wouldn't be trying to win a war we would be trying to show you off well. So again, we, we give that to you. I give the parents to you that are listening to this. I pray that uh, you'll help them ask good questions. And uh, again, if they have questions, help them to reach out as well. So again, we give this all to you, Lord, understanding that you're in control and uh, you, you've got a plan, Lord. So we give that to you. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, James. And again, if you guys have questions, again, the question line is not just for the students. So no. they can text. It's 425-530-5630. Yeah, and uh, I know Nick loves to study things. So if you give him a good hard question, uh, especially as we get close to June here, uh, he's definitely game for you that. You can so know we... that you have the power that you're keeping me up at night thinking about these things. So. <laughs> That's right. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Even though this isn't the platform for that. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.